0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tashi Station Radio X-Wing Podcast, where we sell power converters and talk about X-Wing. We were going to be sponsored this time by Kuat Drive Yards to review their new X-11 power converter. However, it got stolen by Jawas. I called Kuat Customer Service, had a kind of bad experience, so hey, now we got no power converters, guess we got to talk about X-Wing. Hi, I'm Matt Newt.
1: I'm Doug Howe. I'm Alex Smittle.
0: And we're going to talk about some of the uh, news we've had in the past week in X-Wing. It's been a uh, pretty big one. The first thing that everybody has been talking about and hopefully testing out has been, of course, the uh, most recent points change. Uh, last time, yeah, we, we made a couple uh predictions, and uh, got, guys, how were we on those?
1: Oh. We were so wrong.
2: Not great. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, we have a different deli- design philosophy than FFG does.
0: It does. Uh, we all did agree that Ensnare was going to go up, and it did somewhat. Uh, we all predicted a rise to Fifth Brother, the R2 Astromech, Obi-Wan. But it seems like that was almost it.
1: And even most of those, we were not right with how much. Or what we thought, yeah.
2: Like, Fifth Brother was the only one we were even close on, amounts-wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, FFG
0: seems to have made it clear that they like the current power level where it's yes, at, indeed. and uh, things got brought up to that level rather than bringing them down. Uh, it's a really interesting way to go with it. I think uh, maybe they were wanting to not take as many things away as they were wanting to add new options. Uh, what do you guys think? Well, it's not what I would have preferred. Um,
2: I think it's much easier to balance game with a lower power level. But the power curve got flatter. and That's really all you can really ask for.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's not the choice I would have made. But I. they did a very good job of actually bringing a lot of other things up. It looks like we'll have to see how it actually shapes out. Um, like I said, I'm I'm with Smittle. I would have rather have brought the top stuff down and then maybe still brought some of the bottom stuff up. But it's. they made a decision and stuck with it. And I can respect that.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that it definitely does. Uh, it's going to initiate a lot of changes especially with uh, the new Hyperspace format coming in. I think we're going to see some interesting things coming with some of the new cards and ships being released. We each put together a couple lists of things that we thought were surprising, noteworthy, uh, worthy of discussion. Uh, Alex, why don't you kick us off with those?
2: All right. So the first thing I noticed is the change to regen went up relatively significantly, meaning um, nine points on three agility ships, including Jedi. Which means like the triple Jedi aces lists don't have a bid anymore, so they are quote unquote more fair. They still have sense, they still have regen, but they're not sensing and bidding now. There you can outbid them and play better than them, and hopefully they're not going to sense you. But so the Jedi lost their bid. That's the big thing out of the regen change.
1: I I really like the regen change. Um... I think it's still auto include on Jedi but it hurts. 100%. And like things like X-wings and even Rick I'm looking at it and I'm like I don't I don't know that it's 100% worth it all the time.
2: I'm thinking of dropping it off Rick like if I'm playing triple Jedi still. Yeah. Is not so, I'm taking I'm dropping on Rick for the bid.
1: Nope. Yeah. Uh, of, of the few nerfs they did this is my favorite one.
0: Agreed. All right. Uh Doug what else did uh, you have for example worthy of note?
1: uh let's see my first one is the ghost coming down um it's it keeps creeping down more and more they did not break the threshold with the lothal rebel it's still at 67 uh so you can't run three of those uh but in particular i really like the kanan came down by four uh i think kanan has some pretty scary potential with the uh as just a, a heavy gunship uh, he's got the force for passive mods you just ignore his ability treated as blank uh and then uh i've been running him with chopper and hara uh, which actually puts him at the same price he used to be naked, uh, but now he can do red maneuvers as much as he wants, and he can just chopper and burn himself down to take target locks. But you have four fully modified dice every turn, and uh, it seems pretty decent.
0: Yeah, and with the reduction in cost, that's it's interesting because uh, they've released the ghost in second edition, but it's not in hyperspace.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk about the hyperspace changes a little later, but they uh, they made a lot of interesting choices for those.
0: Well, uh, my first thing to put on there is kind of exactly on that—that uh, that the hyperspace format took out a lot of "quote unquote" easy archetypes, mm. uh, reducing each faction to only five ships. Really, uh, has changed the game up. Something very few lists that were uh, viable last week are viable now. There have been—it tr- means a huge change. I. And I'm gonna actually go on record as saying I really like the format. I think that's a oh, good I thing. Love hyperspace, oh, hyperspace is great. Yep.
1: Um, I'm pretty sure the only quote metalist that survived in hyperspace is five A wings.
0: Yeah. Now Imperial aces got hit with the lack of uh, the interceptor in there.
2: But lack of Imperial aces in hyperspace. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: Imperial, the Imperial faction completely losing the ability to boost yeah. is an interesting. Uh, there but they've got a really great swarm options though yeah that's exactly what i was gonna say
1: they also kept duchess and i think duchess was more pocket ace in extended before uh but in the new hyperspace with how few sixes there are i think you could actually make arguments that she's a legit ace
0: yeah i think though that the uh the just knocking over the table and changing up uh what we perceive as the format is gonna be one of the things that I mean, it's it's the adrenaline that the, the game needs right now. Yeah. We're going to have a couple extended tournaments coming up, but with the hyperspace format being used for store championships that'll be starting soon, as well as uh, system opens, which we've got one coming up in March. That's going to be uh, worth a look. We're going to see a lot of new things on the table. It's very exciting. I'm I'm a big fan of hyperspace. I also like extended
2: still too. So I'm a big fan of two two formats that I want to play.
1: I love building in hyperspace though. It's so hard. Everything like everything I want to build doesn't fit or isn't, isn't legal. allowed. <laughs> yeah, it's I love that it's a challenge to let's build again.
0: Indeed. Uh, Alex, what else did you have?
2: Well speaking of creeping down like the ghost, the jump masters keep on creeping down. And they might be a solid mid tier ship, especially in the hyperspace format.
0: I agree. Manaru is she's down to like forty three now. That that is a good spot. Yeah, that's a good spot for a support ship. Uh, they, gained
2: a, they gained a cannon slot as well, so you can slap a cannon on. It wouldn't leave the title off. And then you have two arcs like a hawk, which is really solid. Um, I've been running Manaru a lot lately with Triple Zero, Ion Cannon, Contraband, which also came down point. And I've been really enjoying the results. Like, they, a, it's kind of fun to fly giant master because they're so hard to maneuver. You just kind of don't care what they do because they're cheap and they're tanky. And for uh, token passing ability is fun
3: to use. And we were talking about this. To put it in perspective, all of the jump masters from their initial release have gone down 11 points, except for Tal. It's gone down 16. He's gone down 16. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Another thing to really look at is if you're looking at Dengar, Punishing 1 is now 5 points instead of 8. So he's only 58 points with just Punishing 1. And that seems pretty usable to me.
0: One of the things I th- really think is interesting about the Jumpmaster is that the new pilot, Nam Lom, is three points cheaper than the generic Contracted Scout. Yeah. I think that says more about the fact that we can't have five
2: Jumpmasters in a list yeah. than where they should be actually costed. Yeah. A contract Scout should probably be about 38 points, all things considered, but you can't live in a world where five Jumpmasters fits in.
3: Yeah, even if they're bad, I don't want to play against it. It's that's, Five large base ships would be terrible.
0: Doug, what else did you have uh, to talk about here? Uh, my next
3: one is quad jumpers going down by two. Um, we'll get into the the tractor changes later, but uh, as a result, I think they were finally happy with bringing quad jumpers down a little, and 30 feels a lot easier to slip into lists than 32. All
0: right. Yeah, They didn't make any other changes to the quadrants, no slot changes, no major errata. But uh, that segues right into my next point the changes to tractor. Uh, we were expecting some changes with how powerful uh, the Nantex and its ensnare seemed to be. And the change that was given was basically if your ship is moved either barrel rolled or boosted by your opponent's tractor effect, you can, stu- or you can gain a stress. To rotate ninety degrees, is this really a major change? What what does it do?
3: Uh, in my opinion, not very much. Um, I I like the idea they were going for that um, Get a
2: little bit of agency back. Yeah, from being tractor beamed. But
3: from my experience playing Nantexes, I did not move ships very often. If it wasn't putting them on obstacles, it did happen, but. Not very often.
2: Uh, and my experience with quad jumpers, it did happen quite a bit, because you move them to where you can block them easily mm-hmm. without having necessarily having an obstacle. Um, I really think time will probably tell. It's probably not as effective as he hopes, yeah. but they, so, they might not be useless.
3: Yeah. I, I like the change from a mechanic's standpoint of taking agency back for the person being tractored, but I don't think it does enough to actually hinder the problem currently, which is Nantex. Um, yeah, I just it'll have a couple situations where if you're not very comfortable with your Nantex positioning, instead of just pushing them out of the way, they'll still get a shot on you. But I think the the really good players with Nantexes are still just gonna abuse them and
2: it's not gonna do
0: enough. Alex, what else did uh, you have on your list? Um the
2: I the the twenty two point generics. Um the TIE Fighter, the Z ninety five, the mining guild tie all going down to twenty two points. Um that opens up a lot of crazy stuff. Like you now get the Ocho, eight Academy ties with Howlrunner is two hundred. Um six mining guild ties in Fen Rao is two hundred. If uh you can get eight mining guild or seven mining guild ties in Sarasu with a tractor beam. Like it opens up a lot of crazy stuff. Which in response they bumped up stuff like Dra uh and Sinker and not that think it really matters for these <laughs> ships. But the, the, the
0: ships that are force yeah. multipliers for your Indeed. whole list. Indeed. Yeah. Except
2: for Drea, who was already 40 freaking nine points. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's that was a lot of quote unquote interesting or quote unquote debilitating, depending on your point of view of generics. Um ways to play the game. Like you can now bring an ace and six fillers, which is yeah. insane, as we saw with Sunfock and six. Droid Slash, Sir ticket 7. You bring a full Swarm and an Ace. It's probably going to be pretty good.
0: Now, do you think that's going to be a major archetype we see going forward, especially with some uh, larger tournaments happening right after this change?
2: It's where I'm starting. That's my starting point. It's just Ace and how many generics can I fit with it?
3: Yeah, yeah time will have to tell. Uh, a lot of times, whenever you do things like Ace Mini Swarm, uh, the Strict Swarm or the Strict Ace list tends to do better because it's more specialized, but now that you're getting a full six ship block, that might be enough to uh, to have the ace push it over the edge and make it a good list.
0: All right, Doug, let's. Uh... <laughs> uh,
3: my third one is the Resistance Falcons. Uh, I've heard a lot of people talking about Ray because she's down two to or down three to seventy total, uh, and that's really good. I think Ray is in a. I think she was strong at seventy three, so I think she'll be very strong at seventy. Uh, but I'm actually specifically talking about the Resistance Sympathizer, the generic. It used to be at 67, and it went down 7 points Madness. to 60. And that's so cheap. Like, holy cow, is that cheap for a 3-die tie? Um, I don't think Triple Falcon is what you want to do, but that's cheap enough to just like slap it in a jousting list, and now you yeah. have an 11 health turret that can close games well, or uh, skirt the edges, or just throw a throw itself at people and, and be tanky in a blocker. Um, I, I definitely think the resistance sympathizer is something to look at in extended. And there's so many crazy yeah, crew for resistance. There. I don't know what's there, but I
0: think there's something as a counterpoint to that. Also the uh, resistance Falcon title came down.
3: Yeah. Oh my God. It's two points now it's free. It's, it's practically free. Put it, put it on the Falcon. If you're running a Falcon, I don't care if you think you're going to need it or not. Put it on there. It will come in useful.
0: And, you know, living up to the, the family tradition, Doug uh, advocating Falcons for everybody.
3: That is not what I said. I said, if you're playing Resistance, you should get a that. Falcon.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doug says, Falcons, greatest ship in the game. All right. Uh, All right. Uh, one of the things I'll say I was surprised by is the absolute lack of changes to uh, uh, torrents and droids. The. Republic and separatist uh, generics that we thought were going to go up slightly were untouched. Say, so I did, I did qualify that that was my spiciest take
2: that torrents would go up one, <laughs> my hottest take. But you know, I could have, I, I was really hoping to see the droid configuration come down to free and the droids go up. Um, that didn't yeah. happen. Uh,
3: so I was talking with somebody about this, and uh, I do think the FFG community or FFG officials look at, or at what the community is saying. And the idea of bringing configurations down and bumping droids back up came about pretty late before the points change, so I just don't think they had time to test it and implement it. Um, I, it's still something I hope we'll see in the next points change, though.
2: What were you going to say about, about the droids
3: and
0: the torrents? Well, it's that I think with you, know, you had mentioned the generics dropping to 22, uh, the vulture droids, of course, are the most inexpensive ship in the game, uh, and torrents fill that role as the the cheap fillership for Republic. However, when it comes to that cheap, low-cost generic, they're tankier than the other uh, options out there, and tend to have a more, I would guess, utilitarian dial. Uh, At 25, they fit really easily into a list like we discussed last week, so I think dropping them was absolutely out of the question. Oh, indeed. Yeah, with, with, the, with the other factions' generics coming in that inexpensive, I think that 25's still a good pl- good uh, spot for them, but given also the lack of other major changes made to Republic, uh, specifically the Jedi, I'm surprised that they went untouched. Excuse me.
2: Obi-Wan went up one point.
0: Oh, yes, my Spoilers. list has lost its bid. Uh, <laughs>
2: But going back to the Uh, the torrents staying at twenty five, what they didn't instead of ramping them up was they reduced tie FOs in six to twenty five. Yeah. Which are the the tanky the 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 effective health equivalent of the torrents. Now all of those five health, two agility, slash four health, three agility generics are the same cost. And the
3: the closest direct comparison to them, which was the tie aggressor, is now only twenty six instead of it's like twenty nine before. And I think that one point is pretty warranted because it has a better upgrade bar and a better dial. And yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, okay. Sidebar: so. Is the future going to be low-initiative, uh, generic swarms? We're seeing yeah. options of it all over the place now. They'll they'll be possible
2: now. Yeah. Um, think about the communities' whole well They don't play swarms, even when the tie swarm was the best hyperspace list at the beginning of the first hyperspace trial season. Barely anyone played it.
3: Yeah, we're gonna have to see a lot of very dominant pure generic play before it starts really taking off.
0: All right. Uh and on that uh note, Doug, you actually did have a uh pretty strong opinion on one of these.
3: Uh yeah, I put the tie of foes all going down, in particular the uh the epsilons at twenty-five now. Um mostly I would I really am curious to see how the focho does, which is the eight epsilon. Focho is a brilliant name. Um it's great, yeah. Uh it's it's four health on three agility per ship, so it's thirty two health in the list on three agility. That is so. It's more so health tanky. and five X wings. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's consistent enough on offense to do stuff, but particularly in hyperspace, I think this is going to be a pretty good
2: list. The thing is, it's going to be eight of them. They're going to block everything, and so nobody's going to have defensive tokens ever. Yep. Like, yeah. I think it, eight high ones be... with great dials it could be potentially an issue for people who own eight TIEFOs. So we're probably fine. Probably never going to show up. (laughs)
3: Uh, And then just uh, because literally everything went down by a point for the TIEFO fighter, uh, I think you should take a look at things. Some of those middling initiative ones that seemed okay, but a little too expensive. Uh, It might not be enough, but things like long shot only costing 31. Like that's kind of an interesting ability. Scorch came down and he was already good. Um, I think Midnight's probably still a little too expensive, but I don't know. I I'd say just uh to take a look at the name pilots. Maybe there's something there.
0: Alright. Uh Alex, uh what was the fourth on your list?
2: Kind of touched on it already, but it was Howlrunner and I'll lump in other force multipliers like Sarasu. Um going up in points, and I really think that's just to bounce out the cheaper generics. Like you can't allow Howlrunner and Iden with six academies. That that is not not allowed. Don't ever let that happen, FFG. But how Runner in eight generic, or in seven generics, clearly can work now, and that was clearly intentional. And they priced Howlrunner Runner exactly enough points to make that fit at 200.
0: 46, a six-point jump on a 40-point ship. Do you think that was the right call? I think at it was, because 100. it makes the the Howl Runner with seven generics
2: exactly 200. So I do believe that was the right call.
3: I've heard Chris Allen's argument that, like, from a tie swarm perspective how is still worth way more than 46 and i agree like you have to find the balance of where she's appropriately costed versus the rest of the tie fighters and i think being able to fit seven academies in her is a strong list but probably not overbearing but any cheaper and the ability to slip in other name pilots or heaven forbid Iden, and that gets really no, really that's
0: bad exactly how i feel yep uh fourth on my list there where we saw fair changes to a lot of these force multipliers Uh, We saw very little change to actual Force users. We saw 5th Brother Crew going up by two, Obi-Wan going up by one, and not much else to affect that whole uh, archetype. And that may be because a lot of the things that surrounded them went up. Uh, Jedi are hit pretty hard by the regen going up, but across the board, there wasn't the change we were expecting there.
3: And I, I think that's that's been a big controversy on the internet. Uh, obviously, a lot of people, wanted the power curve brought down, but FFG made it clear that they're fine with how strong the top end stuff is. They
2: just wanted to bring the bo- the bottom up. And the middle uh, of the curve is closer to the ends now. Yeah, like there's no denying that the game is more bounced than it was before the points okay. change.
0: You're saying we've we've widened the bell curve some. Yeah, it's the, the curve is flatter. Yep. All right. Uh,
2: but uh, another thing that, like, yeah, the Imperial, or not the, the Republic Aces are, the regen change hit them, they lose their bid or they lose regen now. Um, Imperial Aces didn't suffer any changes. They lose yeah, two points of their 15-point bid. <laughs> yep,
3: and that's only if they're taking a fifth-brother crew carrier. Yeah. Or a gunner
2: carrier. Like, exactly. like. tier, nothing he brought was touched. He's still dirt cheap. Grand Inquisitor is still dirt cheap. Vader's still a Vader.
3: Uh, uh I would say if you're an Empire player and for some reason fifth brother going up by two is a game breaker for you, start looking at crew carriers with seven sister. She didn't get touched. Her ability is really strong. She's only nine points and it's still a force. Yep. Something like on Vermeil. Yeah. Or uh, a rack. You could take her instead of fifth brother. Things like that.
0: All right. Doug, what closes out your list? Uh, the last thing
3: on my list is the tie Baron prices. Uh, we might talk a little bit more about specific pilots and stuff later. Uh, but in general, they're just crazy cheap, so in my opinion. Cheap. Um, Von Reg is 57, and that's uh, I'm, I'm just gonna say unbelievable. I can't believe he's <laughs> that cheap. Five um, <laughs> to
2: eight points cheaper than I expected.
3: Yeah, um, mm. whenever he comes out again, particularly in hyperspace, but in extended to uh, look at triple first order aces, they.
2: Ugh, it's so extended you can fit them. with you can fit tabs in it still. Yeah. But that's not hyperspace. So in hyperspace, definitely look at triple FOAs. Look
3: at Von Reg, look at Hollow, look at Kylo because he's still good. But
2: and look, uh, Rush, even, f- you can look f- at Rush as well.
3: Yeah, even 45 for the generic i3 is really, really good. I just don't think I care because the named ones are so cheap. Yep. Um
0: Yeah. They're...
3: Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe once they actually see table time, it'll be fine. But my gut says they are grossly undercosted.
0: Uh, Alex, what uh, wrapped up your list?
2: Also coming out in the TIE Baron pack is the Magpulse Warhead. Um, also cheap, only six points. Um, yeah, it's a little different than Concussions because it can only do one damage. That damage is a crit.
0: Um, also, and then it is straight and deplete.
2: Three. Yes, indeed. Um, the big difference, I think, is that when you can spam Magpulse Warheads, um, you can just, with the jam and the deplete, you can completely make shots irrelevant.
3: Uh, they're also one of the first like munitions I've seen that directly scale with initiative, because they assign a deplete in a jam. You can just shut down offenses, and that's way better if the ship hasn't shot. Indeed. yet. So yeah, like putting them on high initiative is extremely
2: strong. Except yeah, like, like on the the Tiberian or a Grand Inquisitor hmm. who, can take, who can missile shot, do his crit, and then completely remove anybody's chance of hitting him back.
1: Yep. Like on three yeah
2: three agility missile carriers, I think you're really gonna like them close warheads.
0: All right. All right. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Uh, my first thought for him was the plethora of Initiative 5A wings that we have in the resistance. That's
3: not a bad call either. We haven't Did... seen much in munitions, but uh, I think it's, you just it's the you have the backwards. points.
2: Yeah. Or TIE SFs. Yep. Oof.
3: Although TISFs um, have to point them, have to shoot at the arc that it's facing. They do, but they can—they so have way think, but, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's an interesting idea on the A-wings. You just point the arc backwards, and since they're one to three, yeah, you, you have a front you arc, arc a front for two shots. Back. Yeah, yep. That's pretty gross.
0: Mm-hmm. Along uh, the lines of things that now do uh, strain slash deplete, uh, my wrap up was gas clouds now having real consequences. Uh, the new rules change that when you pass over a gas cloud, you roll a red die and on a hit or focus, take a strain token, uh, in addition to skipping your perform action step. That actually, I think, makes them less of an auto include for a lot of the, uh, the swarm type lists because most swarm lists, you're dealing with fragile ships, reduce, potentially reducing their uh, agility value is really not what they want to see at all. So they are no longer that pillow you can just put out there and run over with impunity.
3: So I I want to start out by saying I love that they added consequences to it. Um, I think it's fantastic because it was stupid that there was nothing. Uh, but I think all this really does is it it punishes the list that probably shouldn't have been taking Gas Clouds anyway. And the list that should be taking it are going to keep taking it because it's not a big enough consequence. Um Things like Jedi, they're still just going to run over the gas cloud. And if they take the strain, that's unfortunate. But having the free blank to an evade is worth more than... Well, and the obstruction just counters out the strain. So either way. Oh, like yeah. it,
2: If the shot is still going to be obstructed, yes.
0: Yeah. I do think the uh, the potential for tractoring a ship onto a gas cloud and effectively removing two green dice from them potentially... Uh, if you tractor them into a position where the shot's still not obstructed, that's that might we might see gas clouds brought in tractor list.
3: Although now there's the actual argument that uh, they could just turn 90 degrees and shoot back at you. You're not denying
0: oh, them a shot, but you can still, with that negative two agility, you could possibly initiative kill them. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can make them at least for one shot an absolute target yeah. for whatever can hit them. And with something like Sunfok out there, who's throwing uh you know all the dice you own at people he's tractored, that could just compound that into absolute ridiculousness.
3: I see what you're saying. Uh as somebody who played a lot of Sunfock, I'm still taking three big rocks. You over should anyways
2: because of graphic um, Struts.
3: But... but yeah. But now when somebody brings gas clouds, I'm not gonna just be like, ugh, no, that's three wasted obstacles. Indeed. So that's nice.
0: It's good. It's good to see them uh concentrating on making sunfock better. He I I don't say that. But like I I played a game last
2: night. And like we hit, we hit some clouds because we weren't used to it. Matter again, we got strained, and it it cost half of Jedi or half of an Imperial ace. Also, like we were, we were, we were a little off at the beginning of that game. (laughs) But like the consequences were real. Like, don't try not to hit gas clouds. We can avoid it now.
3: Yes, Middle and I on. On points change night, played uh, a, a hyperspace this game. This is why I, brought, I type
2: triggered into our chat. Yeah, I, way. I brought
3: <laughs> six intimidation A-wings, and I blocked his Fen onto a gas cloud. He took yeah. the strain, plus intimidation, and an A-wing got to hit hit, hit Finn at range one, because he only rolled... or he get him a range two, because he I only rolled one that You I, rolled
2: I, one crit. You rolled blank yeah. crit. And I rolled <laughs> one die and took it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Triggered.
0: Uh, yeah, I can imagine. Yep. The, uh, just the ridiculousness of it, I... Uh, make no bones about the fact that I love flying the ARC-170. And with Gas Clouds, you, especially at the beginning of the game, you can run over one and it's fine. But taking that strain in the middle of a combat, suddenly when you have a zero agility ship that is just going to get lit up, uh, I it, it's changing how I fly them. I no longer will treat those as just safe space pillows.
1: 100%.
0: Well, I, yeah, I, I, I love...
3: love... I love that they gave him consequences, regardless of how meaningful it ends up being in the long run. It It's much better than it
0: being nothing. Indeed. Right. Well, those uh, seem to be some, you know, we're not the only people to think of these, of course. These uh, discussions have been going all over the Internet. But applying those to Extended, for instance. Uh, can I do
3: one shout out real quick? Absolutely. Uh, K2SO crew is only eight points. Put them on stuff.
0: Oh, yes. Good Everything lord. you
3: can. Yeah. Start with K2SO <laughs> so, crew. Yeah. Yeah, if you listened to the first episode, we said it should be above 10, and it's only 8, so put it on things.
1: Or Absolutely. preferably don't.
2: Like, <laughs> if I'm there, preferably leave K2 yeah. K2SO off of things. But if you're on my team in a major tournament, you should be using k At
3: like a team tournament that's coming up next week
2: k oh, not out.
3: But. That's
2: that's <laughs> yeah. fair. Yeah, <laughs> but if he was, you should be putting him on things.
0: Agree. Yeah, which brings up an interesting point that uh, K2SO coming out in the U-Wing will not be in the hyperspace format, but the K2SO crew will be. So for Rebels, that should really be uh, on the, the solo Rebel crew carrier that they have in hyperspace.
2: Named should. Millennium Falcons.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> should absolutely go on there. Yes. Uh, uh, good spaghetti. thing they
3: also went down for some reason.
2: Yeah. Why do they keep doing that, man? <laughs> I'm so angry about Millennium Falcons. Oh, but you know, it didn't go down. The scum Millennium Falcon.
3: <laughs> well, it was clearly tearing up the meta. It, it be was.
2: Too, I. They just. Uh, that's the first ship I've ever seen them just give up on. They're yeah. <laughs> just like, we can't fix it. We'll try again later. <laughs> we'll rotate it out and release a new Landos Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Destiny style.
0: (laughs) There we go. Uh, But looking at getting away from Hyperspace to the extended format with some upcoming events and what a lot of people will want to be playing to make use of the most of these changes, uh, what do we think is going to shape the meta going forward? There is the definite possibility of all these sudden cheap generics bringing the full swarm or ace plus swarm list out there. Uh, Imperial aces are still a good thing. Uh, What's going to really change with, with this? So yeah, I
3: mean, as far as old medalists go, I think Imperial Aces are the 100% you will still see them. Um, maybe, uh, resist- not Resistance, Republic, Jedi, Ace Listens as well. Although you should, they won't like, have a they bid. just lose
2: the bid, yeah. but a strong Republic player with sense doesn't need the bid, it was just luxury. Yeah, I don't think Jedi are going anywhere.
0: Yeah. Do we think some of these changes were designed to get rid of these really deep bids?
2: No, uh, I mean... It happened to one yeah. of the two factions that had deep bids.
3: Yep. I don't know I don't know why it didn't happen to the other, but it happened to one at least.
2: Yep. Halfway there. Um,
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, as um, far as generic spam, uh I think you should look at various forms of ochos, like eight ship lists. Uh, because so many generics got so cheap. And people uh, have I also
2: people have no experience flying against eight ship lists. Like no. people are not used to flying against that many bodies and you can do a lot of work with that. Yep.
3: Uh, Also, with uh, how many generics got cheaper, especially in Empire, I would look at Sloan Swarms again. Uh, A lot of generics went down to really cheap prices,
2: and Sloan is really good with generics. She is, and Sloan has a phenomenal ability. Yeah.
0: Um, Well, one of the interesting things there with the potential and almost kind of push that FFG is giving towards moving to higher ship counts is this going to affect games going to time, which were often a problem in the days of large ship counts on the table?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, I, it depends on if you think going to time is a problem mechanically.
3: Which, I don't. Uh, it depends on whether the game is in a resolved state or not, in my opinion. like If the game is 41 to 40 and it's a total toss-up who's actually winning, it's a problem. If the even if the score is close but the game is clearly in the favor of one person, I don't think it's a big deal. Okay. Assuming nobody slow playing each other to prevent. Yeah, stuff like yeah. That. Slow playing I, is a different
2: topic. Yeah, assuming everyone's a cool person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but like, yeah, times games might go to time more, but ace players even with their three ships go to time all the time because they think a lot. Yeah. I don't think the number of games going to time will change dramatically. And part of that's because people don't like to play generic swarms very much. Yeah. I doubt the number of them goes up significantly. As stated earlier, barely anyone flew the dice form when it was clearly the best list of the game in HyperToys.
3: I think if we're going to talk about the subject in the future, we should discuss games going to resolution over time, specifically. Yeah, as that's whether fair. that's happening or not. Because I think that's people's actual problem. Yes. Yeah, is a lot of games don't go to resolution.
0: Okay. Well, we are seeing a lot of these changes right now. And in two weeks, the. Uh, grand Championship. The uh, the Las Vegas Open coming up in two weeks is where we're going to see a lot of this stuff come out on the big scale for the first time. Uh, what do we think we're going to see there at the meta?
2: The same meta. Like the Sun Foculus loses two Grappling Struts. If you're talking about Doug Sun Plus Six, the SureTech Plus Seven loses. If I remember correctly, just Treacherous.
3: Yeah, I'll rebuild yeah. it real quick, but I'm
2: pretty sure that's right. Appreciate sure just lost Treacherous. Um, uh, so, Paul's pack winning list.
3: Yeah. Uh, I would guess that there will be... I'm going to guess there's something new in the cut, but the winner is going to be an old meta-, meta staple.
2: There's just not enough
3: time yeah, to not, find like, new things.
2: There's no reason to change up if you're comfortable flying something, because nothing got removed from playability.
3: Oh, and uh, you do have to lose one Discord missile. One? On the text list. Yep. Or, that or two grappling struts. Or two
2: struts. Probably lose one Discord, then. I'd He's probably...
3: Though. I'd probably just... <laughs> Drop all four struts if I were if it were me. That's fair. Uh, just to not have to worry about the I have two with struts, two without, three without, and Discord missiles. Yeah,
2: so, yeah. two naked, uh-oh. two with struts, three with Discord. Yeah, yeah. I'd that'd probably be just confusing.
3: yeah or drop one Discord and then you can actually put a strut on that that one that lost a Discord and have a one point bid. Indeed. But something um, like
2: that. Yeah, but not a lot of changes to the two main CIS lists we've seen, which have won the last three major tournaments four if you include singapore indeed slash crossroads depending on which one i was including the first time (laughs)
0: that's fair there uh one of the other real big things coming out of the point change that i think we're gonna see a lot in the meta because it is just such an appealing list for the average player guys we can put five x-wings in a list now
3: yeah that's true my bold proclamation is that it will do nothing in Extended and be really good in Hyperspace.
2: That seems like a reasonable proclamation. Yep. Not bold. Remotely, even. That's,
3: that's <laughs> fair. Uh, I should <laughs> recant a little bit. I could see it doing well early in Extended, and then people will figure it out, and it won't do well anymore. But I think it's efficient enough in
2: Hyperspace to just be a good list. Like It's the same thing as 5 Kiraxes, which yep. didn't do anything in Extended before. Mm-hmm. 5 Kiraxes yeah. might have been really good in... Even the previous non curated hyperspace had they been, been allowed there. Yep.
3: Also so, if yeah, you're not I, obsessed with specifically five X Wings, look at resistance with four X Wings and an A Wing, because that also seems really slash good. Pod. I mean, slash, slash pod. A wing slash pod. Yeah. Slash hole upgrades on all of them.
2: Yeah, like there's yeah. there's seven health, man. They're so freaking yeah. tanky for they pay four points over Uh, uh two T-65. points. Two, Two points, points over a T sixty five. That's yeah. that's ridiculous.
3: Oh, I'm sorry, three over a, a cavern angel zealot, which is the same initiative. But
2: I hate the resistance so much. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in that faction doesn't trigger me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and getting getting on that, I think it's because uh, to that note, a lot of things that come out in that faction are very efficient for their points. You know, you just mentioned where the uh, the you know generic T seventies are. Is potential efficiency spam going to be that thing that comes you know, find something that's really efficient and just duplicate it as much as possible? Not it by LVO, ex-
2: in my it'll, opinion. It'll exist in general and extended. Yeah. Um, assuming there is a second, there are extended tournaments after LVO in this points patch, yeah. which remains to be seen if points change comes before or after Gen Con slash Went regionals start, prime championships start. Otherwise, it doesn't really matter. At least in the U.S.
0: Right. We, we, there's a lot of uh, overseas tournaments they're going to have, as well as we a lot of... We don't care about them.
2: America.
3: America. We're the crates oh. now.
2: This is our... <laughs> we're, we're the pro-America podcast. Um, we're anti-Europe, I guess, more specifically.
0: <laughs> I disavow these two. But, oh, <laughs> and, totally but to, to a point for that... Uh, We are looking forward to a lot of the major tournaments, but there are also small local tournaments that go on using different formats, where a lot of folks uh, play and will be affected by this. So uh, while it's very obvious to see what goes on on the big stage at events like System Opens, like the LVO, like Crossroads and things like that, there are easily an order of magnitude more of smaller tournaments that people will be going to with these, uh, the quote-unquote kitchen table X-Wing community and things of that nature. We see what happens at the big events all the time, but the ripple effect that happens uh, is going to be kind of an interesting thing, and that's where a lot of these odd builds, these uh, sudden rogue lists that become meta mainstays often come from are out of these smaller events, these, uh, you know, off someone's kitchen table, getting brought and coming to the public eye either through being... You know, doing well at a tournament, uh, being talked about online. Uh, if you had to pick just a wild speculation for something that's going to come out of this change uh, that we haven't seen before, what would it be? Fan Row and Six Mining Guild ties is going to win a Okay, Alex, going out on a limb with that one. Uh,
2: uh, specifically, me, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, time will tell. Uh Doug, what uh what seems to have caught your eye for a bit of speculation?
3: Uh like I was saying earlier, I think Sloan Swarms are really good. Um, or could be really good. I don't know exactly what the right answer. Like I don't know which ship goes with which ship you spam with Sloan. Strikers but, got uh, real cheap. Do, Speaking of space, you can do you can do Sloan Omicron, four strikers, and an academy and still have two points left over. That seems decent. Yeah.
2: Thirty one uh, point strikers. You, know, you can do, right at 31?
3: The 31, yeah. You can do an Omicron with Sloan, two MDARs, the baseline Phantom, and have 62 points for an ace. (sighs) That seems pretty good. Like an entire suit Uh, here.
0: That's gross. Oh. Yeah,
2: Empire did not, none of their stuff got.
0: Ah, the system works.
3: Gendin with Sloan only lets you fit three Tempests and have one. You're one point short of a fourth. Three. <laughs> <laughs> the system. Uh, you build, you played that against you me did. a
2: long time ago without yeah. Sloan. <laughs> uh,
3: they were. They were the I threes instead of. Oh, the, uh,
2: the storms.
3: Oh, yeah. Let's see if you do a generic Omicron. You can do uh, that. Doesn't. I pick pick Sloane with a uh, in a Lambda, and then spam a bunch of generics until you find something that fits to two hundred. Yep. That's the answer.
2: Start with the three attack
0: die ones and work your way
2: down. Yeah.
0: This goes really well with what we've been saying, that list building is now hard. You have to make choices based on what you want. And well, you, you, you in do hyperspace. hyperspace. Yeah. Well, extended you have, there's it's a bigger toolbox. It's almost like there's too much in the buffet. Yeah.
3: The, it's, it's a different problem. You have so many options, it's yeah, hard you, to pick the right like, one. No
0: options were
2: removed. They just added many more. It's much easier to make mistakes than extended.
0: Yeah. Well, my uh, wild speculation is going to be kind of what was said earlier, that we're going to see a former, maybe mid-tier meta staple uh, succeed because I feel that a lot of these new lists are going to be glass cannons that are very good at one thing and suffer against something else. And some of the just tried and true, uh, you know, fly what's good, what's with the basics of X-Wing, not relying on necessarily a gimmick. I think we're going to see... that kind of play really excel at some of these big tournaments. and I
2: think you just want Rebels to do well. Or you just want yourself to do well at LVO <laughs> when you fly a list. That is what you just described. <laughs> Which, to be fair, you, is exactly what in I did at Adepticon. Nudes just pandering to himself. <laughs> hey, to be fair, I did the same thing about Adepticon. I said I was going to win Adepticon, and that was my wild guess. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I would like to see the game, and I think it's very much headed this direction, become uh, a game, again, where you no longer can lose the game in the list building phase. I mean, sure, people can still build absolute garbage lists, but there's not going to be an X beats Y 100% of the time because that's how the list is built. I think that's going to quickly uh, vanish from the way X-Wing works.
2: Uh, The Ensnared Nantex still are playable, so as long as those are playable, and they're probably going to keep being played and Extended, because they keep winning, people notice that eventually. I I will stick to my tape. I do think,
3: with the exception of Ensnared Nantex, the last meta was actually pretty close to that, and I do agree that with a bunch of low-initiative stuff coming up, or going down on points, getting better... Uh, I do think that's more the case. Like, there, there should be a lot of B tier lists.
2: I just, with the exception of Instaire and Antexas, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Instaire and Antexas do just win a lot of games in the list building phase.
0: Yeah. Th- this is true. However, I think what people tend to overlook is those big wins are coming from some of the best players in the community. And Doug uh, And Doug how? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but should we not be bouncing to the top players?
0: Um, I'm I don't curious. think so. Well, because the top players are always going to be the top players. Look at Paul Heaver who managed to win multiple, you know, world championships with okay. varying lists and the game should not be balanced to Paul Heaver. Nothing against the man. He's, you know, a mainstay of the community, but the game should be and this is just my personal philosophy on it, balanced to where the most players are going to enjoy putting ships on the table.
3: Okay, but if you balance to the top, that's how, like, if it's a balanced game from the top, it'll be balanced in the middle.
2: It's true. Like...
3: And balance at the bottom, no offense to casual players, doesn't matter, because they're just playing whatever they want anyway, and usually aren't abusing things. And they
2: don't matter to the game of X-Wing, but yeah, competitively, yeah. they're not breaking the game, because yeah. they're not playing competitively. Or they if they have...
3: are, they'll just fix things in a way that they want to with their casual friends. Like, yeah. casual players don't care about the overall balance, because they balance it themselves. Hence
2: all these alternate formats that people keep coming up with.
0: Yep, Very true. Uh, Alright, good points so, all around. Yeah.
2: Like, it's not to say that you're necessarily wrong, like 100% wrong or anything, it's, it's obviously a different philosophy. Yeah. But the, for, from a purely competitive format, which is how I play x Wing, the, the easiest, the most correct way to bounce the game, in my opinion, is to bounce it from the top down. Yeah. Make it so everything. you take the top echelon of players make their game fair? And it will. I hate to say the words trickle down, but it will trickle down. <laughs>
3: uh, so, if you want to look at a specific pilot as an example, Soontier Fell is an excellent example. A lot of people think Soontier is balanced where he's at, or overcosted. But if where you, he's at? Or overcosted.
2: Who 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 are the who are these people? Uh, um, there was. I don't want to uh, name a podcast's Facebook page, but you know the one. Yeah, uh,
3: <laughs> there was also an FFG forum post that. Had a lot of people arguing, getting detracted. The point is, a lot of people argue that only Soon Tier fell, only Duncan can make Soon Tier fell uh, under or over undercosted Too good. Overvalued. Thank you. Yes. Uh, but if you look at his actual stats, he's just destroying everything. He's like the fourth most popular pilot, which means it's not just Duncan running him. And he has a way above average win percentage. He has a really high cut percentage. He has really high cut win rates. Like, It's not just the top person doing well with it. It's everyone.
0: Absolutely fair. Well, I think that's uh, one thing we can all agree on is that right now the game of X-Wing is wide open. It's not quite the Wild West frontier, but it's awful close. There's going to be a lot of new things coming out, and I, for one, am incredibly excited about it. Same. Indeed, yeah. Like, oh, the, we have a
2: Wild West and one Average East. <laughs> the extended is pretty Average East. Like, yeah. there have been some changes, and it'll take some time to figure it out. Hyperspace is pure madness.
0: I bet you're trying to imply that the East Coast is just the average. I
2: oh, mean, well, that's, that's where all the good players
3: are. Yeah. Well, I mean, the average players, maybe.
2: Um, I mean, the ones you keep beef winning. with the East. You have never won packs, Doug. Is all I'm saying. Just <laughs> beef with that's the fair. whole East. <laughs> the whole East. We're beefing yeah. with every podcast. Every- everybody
3: east of kansas city is our rival
2: (laughs) yes Uh, (laughs) Um, every single one
3: (laughs) i will say on an actual note that uh, i'm willing to be surprised by extended i think it's going to end up being a very similar meta but maybe they maybe ffg smarter than i am which is totally possible and uh they're raising up yeah yeah uh it's probably more likely that i'm wrong than right um but So, maybe a bunch of these cheaper generics and like the YT2400 actually got a lot of points. Um, yeah, things like that. Maybe that will shift the meta enough that it's a completely new game. But as of right now, my prediction is it's just going to be a lot of the same. Which, to a be a fair, you just
2: millions. said it
0: was a pretty fine meta.
3: Yeah, I did. I just, I don't, I'm tired of playing that, man. I want to play a new one.
0: (laughs) And that's fair. Well, on that note, uh, we have had some other news come out this week. Some of the uh, articles and new content about the Tiberon, about the Fireball, and the uh, three new ships that have been announced for Wave 7. Uh, Let's all say one thing we are really excited about with these uh, upcoming things. Uh, Alex, let's start with you. Lat, Lat. Lat, lat, lat,
2: lat, 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 lat. <laughs> uh, it's my favorite Star Wars ship. It's in, baby.
0: Oh. Uh, All, right. All right. What what's exciting about this ship from an X Wing perspective? Oh. Um, it's a lat. We'll start there. Um where's
3: like, its bubble turret? Where are
2: the bubble turrets? A 3D printer guys. Well yeah. Doug and I will pay monster money. If you 3D print us some bubble turrets, we can magnet onto our lats. Hundred percent. Like straight I, up.
3: I don't need to pay rent. I just need bubble turrets.
2: Not that much money, <laughs> not rent money, but like a, a and, decent and, chunk of anyway, change.
3: Anyway, there's um, a market for them.
2: They'll be they'll be a supporting ship, um, which the Republic is "quote unquote" lacking. Not that they have needed one in the past. Uh, they pilot their ship ability can give Jedi free rerolls. That's always nice. Um, and I've been
3: sorely missing passive. Yeah, rights.
2: like why take actions when with a Jedi when you cannot take actions? Why take actions when no actions do trick? Um, <laughs> um, also, the main thing is my favorite ship, and it's a faction I like. So that's the big thing. It's my favorite Star Wars ship. It looks dope AF. Um,
0: All right, Doug, what's what's got you uh, hyped?
3: Uh, I have two, but we'll start with the the things that I've actually been. The, the the new wave 7 spoilers uh, the the cis gunship oh, so at first dope. i was like it's a it's a cool looking model and it's neat uh, but then on the stream they mentioned it can strafe and that sounds really cool uh, and i want to see how that i works.
0: think that may have been just referring to the 180 degree arc which is a thing i personally love
3: uh, no i think they're tying it to the configuration like one side of it makes it better going straight and i think the other side is literally going to make it go right and left I think that's speculation. Speculation. But...
0: But I mean, I'm interested in seeing it. Yeah. This, and I will say it right on the, you know, on the record. This is the ship that's got me potentially interested in going into separatist because
2: it's dope. It's one of the coolest ships to come out of the Clone Wars cartoon, if not yeah, the coolest that's... ship. It's I, really I, have, I have
0: gone on record as saying I'm not a fan of the design of the separatist faction as which a whole, which is wrong, but you're allowed to do. It. <laughs> <laughs> Your opinions the, are wrong.
2: You should feel wrong.
0: <laughs> but I have I look, no
2: I have no dog in this fight. Yeah, no. I, I look at this race.
0: It, I look at this ship, and from an aesthetics point, it's it's every sci fi. It's a flying saucer with just a metric ton of guns on it,
3: and and a face. It's 90 percent gun in a saucepan, right? With a and face, with, it, with an actual face. Yeah, it, it's
0: got a face on it, which cracks me up, and it's got my beloved hundred and eighty degree firing arc, which brings me back to the days when also were good and maybe i can't the...
2: boss strafe side to side why ffg <laughs> also
3: i am against munitions like i just don't like them in the game when they're good i really don't like the meta but i really 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 like the design of the new 180 degree multi-missile
0: pods yes yeah,
3: yeah, a, very it,
0: it's a two-die attack which is not lighting the world on fire but 180 degrees Get a uh, spend an extra charge to re-roll if they're in the front arc. Had a die if
2: they're in the front arc.
0: Uh, to, yeah, to roll an additional yeah. die, and if they're in the bullseye, you can spend up to two dice to roll that many dice. Uh, the fact that additional you, dice, Bill. It, yeah, yeah, it can it can trigger off of uh, taking a calculate or a target lock. Mm-hmm. So any ship with the double missile slot can take it. That being Punishers, bombers, uh, K-wings, some of the droids. Uh,
3: presumably both the lat and the new gunship because they both come with it.
0: Right, so that's uh really going to be a neat uh option there. I yeah. think uh, the lat especially with the bowtie arc and a 180 degree missile, that's going to be an area denial monster. Yeah.
3: Also there's a lot of busted crew coming with the lat because they're all Jedi. Yeah. With, uh, buddy,
2: Kit Fisto! Hero Jedi. He's in. All right, um, calm down. Really happy Matt, about that. I'm really happy Matt, about
3: that. Is, that. <laughs> Matt, what's what's your excited card?
0: Uh, what I am actually excited for on some of these spoilers, uh, the the details on some of the ships that have come out for the uh, the Tie Baron. Uh, I we all knew Vonreg was going to be good, hmm. but the ships like Hollow and Ember yeah. both have incredibly neat abilities there. Hollow with the token passing, and Ember with his ability to just straight-up bully damaged ships. Uh, especially uh, things like the Fireball, which is out there, and I like that thematicness that the two ships coming from the Resistance cartoon oppose each other well, but that the Fireball is inherently always a damaged ship, and Ember at I-4 is just going to mess its day up.
3: Yeah. Alright, and that brings me to my second thing. I have to eat Crow, because I thought the Fireball, I publicly... I said it a lot to people in Kansas City. I thought it was a, a garbage ship, and it was just going to look cool and be useful. You might have said it on the last and, podcast, uh, too. I might have. You might have said uh, it to
0: anybody who would listen.
3: Yeah. You said I, it in the
0: drive-thru at Wendy's.
3: I, almost certainly. I, I got to eat crow. It looks really good. 26 points is way cheaper than I thought it would be. And the fact that it can just... It has a really good dial for slam. It's going to be an amazing blocker. Uh Coaxium Hyperfuel works really well, so you can do Red Maneuvers and still slam. It can shoot after it
0: slams. Kazuda's
2: got a really good pilot ability. Yeah, like we I don't think know the f- what the title does yet, and that's about it.
3: Yeah, and we don't know what the uh, we do pilots
0: do. Do we not? Uh, is the title not uh, that you can select a card to uh, take face down?
3: Yeah, I think somebody like Super Eye looked at the cards. Gotcha. Like, but, no, no
0: official
2: release. Of yeah, yeah, no official, but with.
3: We have no idea what the I-5 or the other name pilot does. So, but the I-2 at 26 points and Kazuda with a really good ability both look pretty pretty good.
0: Yeah, And the Resistance... Uh, Alex, I'm going to just set you off here. The Resistance was needing a cheap filler ship, uh, and this comes in at 6 mean, points cheaper. You mean a Resistance A-Wing? It comes pod? in at six points cheaper than the Resistance A-Wing.
3: So same price as a pod?
0: <laughs> as two of the pods, but better than a pod because it's not a pod. Yeah. All right.
2: I, I um, think
3: the argument they needed a filler is wrong, but I do think it's a good ship.
2: I mean, it's not. It, it's probably the least infuriating in Resistance.
3: So you say that until I, mean, I bring four of them and block you forever. You
2: are going to do that anyway with any ship you bring. You're very good at blocking. <laughs> but now um, I can do it from range five. <laughs> I mean, you can't. So, <laughs> yeah. um, one thing I forgot to mention in the lab, because I was too busy uh, being excited is a secure crew is oh broken and busted as so hell. Cool. So busted. Let's let me link mods to a coordinate. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So. Yeah.
3: A her ability is really good because it doesn't require force. But let's just throw it away for right now. Yeah, she's she worth like fifteen card. to twenty points just because she has focus into purple coordinate. Curse! Like, oh my god! Curse!
0: So I, I I will throw my uh throw my guess out right now. Eight or nine points.
3: What get, get, get out. off this podcast? <laughs> Hi everybody! <laughs> has got not a TV. podcast, but at least we no longer have Matt Newt. <laughs> he has been kicked off. That's the podcast. not that's
0: not where she should be. <laughs> But we've seen FFG do wackier things. Uh, to be this, fair, Leia this...
3: Leia cost seventeen or nineteen to start with. Like they, they have to
2: cost one hundred and ten.
3: Yeah, they they actually are normally pretty good about force group.
2: It's just specifically the two Empire ones. It, yeah,
0: it, it could be. I, I I agree. Maul is still it's twelve. Absolute... Maul is still twelve. I think because they overvalue the ability to, for uh, rebels to put hate on there, but. Uh, I think that we are going to see Aloy Secura absolutely be a potential game changer. Depending on points, uh, if they pre- if they price her like Leia in the high teens, where you have to build completely around that card, that I may will change still things.
2: Still do so. I will put one lat with Aloy Secura and as many Delta B Jedi as I can fit. The answer is almost certainly still two. Yeah. <laughs> also,
3: if republic ever gets a crew a crew carrier that can actually like is actually mobile her ability her is really ability
2: difficult. is strong as heck as well so i don't
3: have the exact text, but it's like if you have bullseye on the attacker the and the defenders range zero to two of the attacker the defender can change a blank to an eye which is really strong yeah but like a, a lad's not going
2: to be able to line up bullseye reliably so it's not a big deal i'm surprised the lad is a medium big ship yeah. Um canonically speaking it's larger than a lambda.
0: Well, we're we're assuming it's medium based on the rendered we're seeing. We know Damn. that it
2: comes in a medium base uh pack and it's priced as a medium base.
0: That yeah. yeah. I mean it's ninety percent sure gonna be a medium base, but uh I again with the rule that medium bases always fit when they're maneuvering, uh it's gonna be Interesting. The dial is uh not really lighting me on fire, but it's not terrible.
2: It's the dial's not particularly relevant to the ship though. Yeah. It's a it's a support ship with a turret.
3: Yeah, since it has a bow tie, it's fine because it's it's a bad dial because it has terrible blues, but but it shouldn't stress, stress itself much. So
0: Yeah. Exactly. All right, well that's uh we've gone through stuff that's coming up. We've gone through our oh, reaction oh, to oh, the points oh, change. Oh, wait one oh, second.
3: Yeah. Uh somebody just spoiled uh the rest of the fireball cards. Where at? Uh it's on who shared it. Tommy Adams shared it on Fly Better. Shout Uh, out to Tommy Adams. Shout Uh, out to Tommy Adams. The I the I five fireball who costs less than I thought he should I was surprised how cheap he was. He is 33. Is while you have two or fewer stress tokens, if you are damaged, you can execute red basic maneuvers even while stressed. If you are critically damaged, you can execute red advanced maneuvers even while stressed. Uh,
2: So that's pretty solid. That's spicy.
3: Yeah, uh, on an I-5, that's pretty good. Especially because they can slam while stressed with coaxium hyperfuel. Uh, And then R1J5, who is an I-1 droid with Calculate. Before you expose one of your damage cards, you may look at your face-down damage cards, choose one, and expose that card instead. Uh, And then Kaz's Fireball is... While you resol- resolve Explosion with Wings, which is the ship chassis ability, you may search the damage deck and choose a card with the ship trait. You are dealt that card instead, then shuffle the damage deck. You can perform actions on damage cards even while ionized. So oh. so you get to pick which crit is the first crit you take, or is the first face-down card you take, which is pretty solid with the title. And oh. then R1J5 lets you pick which damage card you expose. Okay.
0: Does that apply during the setup phase?
3: Yes, that's what they're. That's what it's talking. It's okay, setup so, when you resolve.
2: Yeah, it, it's specifically doing. in the setup phase.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I'm sorry, but the uh, when you. Oh no, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So you could put something on there that hey, I was going to do something like this crit anyway, mm-hmm. uh, with the guy that can do things while stressed. Hey, I'll just put panic pilot on there. Oh no, it's pilot crit. Never mind. Yeah. uh but. yeah that 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 gives you a lot of things. Not only does it give you that, it gives you the ability to take one of those crits out of your deck,
3: yeah, it means you could pick something like stun pilot, which has no were, consequences, yeah, if you're just not gonna hit rocks, it's fine,
0: or um, you could take out, say structural damage and reduce the chance you're going to draw it on a crit later in the game,
3: uh yeah, but then it's guaranteed on that ship.
2: And you can't you can't ability. flip it back down later when you expose it.
3: To yeah. Another,
2: which stunt pilot has the issue as well? I'm thinking something like a disabled power regulator, which yeah. you can do while you can flip or it back Or a, to a it. wounded pilot would wounded be good. Pi- that's a pilot crit. Oh, All right. Damn. A weapons failure. Yeah. Um,
0: something you can just. I, I wouldn't flip pick. Back s-
3: over. I wouldn't pick structural because it's a very strong consequence in the entire half. The point of these ships is they're exposing damage cards to keep slamming when they shouldn't. Um. Or shooting when they shouldn't, things like that.
0: Fair right. enough. Well, either either
3: way, it's a neat card. I don't know how, I, I'd have to think about I it. I don't
2: know. I don't know this faction. Um, yeah. This seems pretty neat, though. It comes with a tired computer as well, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, also,
3: the i1 is more expensive than the generic, which is fair, but sad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Well, that has been a Tashi Station Radio breaking news. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, so, Tommy Adams. Yeah, we'll go right into our shout outs there. Shout out to Tommy Adams for yeah, uh, bringing yeah, for us. Tommy, Tommy. Also, Tommy. I,
3: I'm sorry because last two times I've played Tommy have been in cut either to get a world's invite or to get into the cut. And both
2: times I've bullied him with Sunfuck, and I'm sorry. I'll reverse on a shout down at Doug for playing Sunfuck <laughs> against Tommy Adams.
3: I agree.
0: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Well, guys, any uh, specific shout outs we want to give other uh, than to Tommy here?
2: Glower uh, lets me borrow Mining Guild Ties so I can keep running fan and 6 Mining. Roxy, everybody three. who
3: listened to our first episode, all three of you, and uh, who gave us some uh, some advice slash love, appreciate it. Yeah,
2: most, mostly love.
3: Mostly love. You guys all are right. too nice. Tell me I'm bad. You're bad. Thank you.
2: All right. Uh, you just well. cut me off mid out. by the way. <laughs> Rude. You're bad at podcasting. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm sorry. Continue
2: your shout out. No, but seriously, guys, let me borrow mine and size. So I don't have to buy three more or four more. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, it, as this is released, uh, we will be heading into the Las Vegas Open. Uh, I will be making an appearance there. I'll be playing on Friday. So if uh, you see me walking around in the Kansas City Moisture Farmer shirt, feel free to stop by and say hi. Uh, get a selfie, whatever. Uh, next weekend, we have the Missouri Chlorian, our Kansas City versus St. Louis featuring Columbia, Missouri uh, team tournament that we've got going on, which will uh, in all likelihood be streamed on our Twitch channel. Alex, what is our Twitch yeah. channel? It's
2: Tashi Station, uh, Station XWing.twitch.tv or however Twitch addresses work. It's Tosh Station X-Wing on Twitch. Uh, there's a chance we won't have room to stream, though. Stay tuned. It's. Yeah.
3: It's um, unfortunately with a magic pre-release happening that weekend me, we have less space than thought
0: it will however be a incredibly fun time uh in addition to twitch you can also find us on facebook and twitter at tashi station x-wing so yeah, uh the uh, twitch
3: is tashi station xw specifically the twitter the twitter is yeah tashi station xw
0: all right uh Hello. So that's uh, been a lot covered. We uh, will be out the next two weeks for the Missouri Chlorian and the Las Vegas Open, but we'll be returning with reports on those. And hopefully uh, we'll have acquired some power converters to uh, talk about and review. Until then, I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe.
2: I'm Alex Mill. So if that happens, we'll throw up a thing on the socials. Um, I guess we should do our outro again. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Flat, uh, flat. This is... flat, <laughs> flat, 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 <laughs> flat. 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 flat, flat. flat.